are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone. And I'm Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster. Going to talk uh, basically one last big episode about the Phoenix Suns right here. And first and foremost, the question that everybody has is what do you need next year from the Suns to be able to repeat out of the Western Conference? I think it's going to be a very, very tall task because the Lakers will be back. Uh, you're going to have. No- you're going to have probably a new player. It wouldn't surprise me if Chris Paul did end up there. You think that he's going to end up on the Jazz, which I still haven't. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. i got to write that down just so I don't forget <laughs> it. But uh, so number one question is what are you going to do with Chris Paul? And obviously you want Chris Paul back. The problem is Chris Paul is going to be wanting probably about a four-year $150 million deal, as he should. I would have a really hard time signing that check because I think you're only going to get about a year and a half max out of that out of that contract. Man, that is a tough contract to do for a 36-year-old who has, like it or not, injury problems. 37, 38, 39, yeah, he's 40, 40 by the end of a very expensive contract. Seems and like with that he... contract, do you have enough money to get other parts that you need to be a more Seems well-rounded Seems like a signing team? that the old-school Knicks would have made. Yeah, maybe. And I don't know if the new school sons or the old school Knicks. Um, it, it's it's obviously a very tough decision because he's clearly very talented still. But you're right. How long is that going to last? If I was making one specific deal for Phoenix, you need a backup for Aiden. You need oh, a, no, yeah, you no, need no, a, that goes uncle, the the Suns you are need somebody really that can well block shots and get rebounds. Yes, you need a, you need a second player in there who's legit. Uh, who, if, if Aiden has a bad game or is in foul trouble or what, or gets injured, whatever the situation is, you got to have a contingency plan. And that was one area that the Suns didn't have. Sarich is all right, but Sarich is not the answer in that department. Right. It's he's he's not a difference maker in that regard. So I'm, I would, man, that this is really a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because everybody knows that if you sign him to that, he's not going to be able to fulfill the contract mm-hmm. at the pay level that you are right. giving him. There's just no way. But at the end of the day, do you also want to be the GM that you, the Suns get to the Western Con- or the uh, uh, NBA Finals and you let Chris pa- Paul walk to the LA Lakers or the Utah Jazz? <laughs> I don't know, and and especially if if and and this was the this was the concern I think with the Suns this year and why they needed to capitalize on this opportunity. If you look at the Western Conference. The Lakers have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and can they get a third player? Probably. Uh, the Utah Jazz had the best record in the Western Conference. The Denver they have Nuggets. Made as well. And that's true. The Denver Nuggets are really good. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are really good. The LA Clippers with a healthy Kawhi Leonard are really good. I think I've named five teams in addition to the Suns. And how, how long is it going to be before? Did you mention Gold- the Nuggets? Yes. Oh. And how long is it going to be before Golden State's good again? Right. You know. So you've got. I think you get the point. To me, there are seven teams in the Western Conference who, if you said, I think that team's going to win the league next year, I'd say, yeah, you can make that argument. I can get behind that. And and even if you look at the Suns' run, uh, Denver was without Jamal Murray. The Clippers are without uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the Lakers before that have Davis get injured in, what, game four? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, so all of these huge players uh, are sidelined 
and it allowed the Suns, who clearly had a very good season and are clearly a very good, ba a good young basketball team with an excellent youthful nucleus, to move through the playoffs effectively up until they ran into M Milwaukee. But I don't there. There's no way you can tell me, even with Chris Paul, that they're clearly the favorite in the Western no, oh, Conference no, next not. year. They're not. And the point I think I'm making is that even though you talk about LeBron James and Anthony Davis and so forth, I'm not sure there is a favorite in the Western Conference. No, I don't think so. I mean, the betting favorite's the Lakers, but that's just because mm -hmm. that's for obvious reasons. Um, signing Chris Paul or letting Chris Paul go feels very much like Albert Pujols about 10 years ago, where he's still really good, but you can definitely tell that he's close to not being the same anymore. And I think that is... Obviously, the, the Cardinals offered Pujols a lot of money. The Angels went more. He went to the Angels. It was a cat. It was a terrible deal for the Angels. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't the, sign him. But if but, you want to right. if, you, if you want to cut to the bottom line, I wouldn't sign right. him. I would. And I know that's a difficult thing to say. I would agree. With, I would agree with that. Now let's talk a little bit about what we need to see this next year out of DeAndre Ayton. First that's, of all, that's and 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 you tackle this. That is that's the biggest question that just sits there right now as well, far right. as I'm First concerned. First of all, you gotta get, he's got all-star talent. No doubt. And he needs to be an all-star this year. I mean, the, the the time for the training, the training wheels need to be off at this point. I mean, he, so you, you look at him and he is, you got to get his head right first. I would spend a week just get away from basketball, just you know, he's from the Bahamas. Go, go home, see your family. Whatever, whatever you need to do, because when you get back, we're about to throw a lot of stuff at you. Um, first and foremost, uh, like you said, defensively, he made a lot of strides this year. But you saw there were too many times against Antetokounmpo where, again, you're talking about maybe the best player in the world. But at the end of the day, I have high expectations for the number one pick in the draft. I don't expect you to hold. Uh, I don't. Here's I, a, I, you, you need I to be able to contain not, yeah. a guy like that to less than 50 points. It's a, it's a 60-40 difference, not the 80-20 or 90-10 difference that it became as the season as that series progressed. Mm -hmm. For sure. I would agree with that. And so you need to get that. And offensively, I'm going to need more from you. I'm, I'm going to need more than just putbacks, uh, running the court. I'm going to need it. And again, I know the NBA is different, and I think the NBA is moronic when it comes to this about how there's really no place for a back to the basket big man i think that's absurd i don't even know where exactly that that idea came from but you need to i need you to be become more of a back to the basket big not the not not the entire time but when i need to slow the game down when devin booker needs a rest i need to be able to go to you and say give me some buckets what did milwaukee do in the uh in the series here throughout the course of the they just season yeah they just isolated yeah and to Kumpo, go on the inside. Mm -hmm. You're either going to get a bucket or you're probably going to get fouled, and then you're going to take 38 seconds at the foul line. Right. Okay. But sometimes you make your, like you did in game six, you make your free throws. Mm -hmm. But every time you go down, it's probably not going to be a wasted possession. Right. This is something I don't get about the NBA either. I don't get the molten lava mentality of once you step foot inside the three point line, somehow you think you're going to get your foot burned off. Right. So you just got to stay outside. Force it on the inside and make the refs make a call. And Aiton's a guy who shoots, what, 70, 75% from the foul line? Yes, exactly. And I'm sorry, if I've got a guy like DeAndre Aiton, and this is, I'm just speaking generically, I don't want him roaming at 18 feet. 
I can get smaller dudes to roam at 18 feet in this whole spacing thing. I get that you want to have more angles, you want to have more openings, but you know what? You know what I also like to do? I like to have guys that can slow the game down for me at times when night guys need to rest and they can go in there and get buckets. Let me ask you this. If Shaq's a bad example, I'm not going to use him. Yeah, don't. Because he's such an anomaly. Yeah, right. If Akeem Olajuwon came into the NBA right now, mm -hmm. are they having him drift way more than obviously he did when he was in the NBA? Well, Olajuwon's an inter. When I oddly enough, when I look at Aiton, he 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 actually reminds me a lot of Olajuwon. Mm -hmm. There's a lot That's of right. that, and, and but what Olajuwon was able to develop was a fadeaway 18-footer that was impossible to stop. It was an entirely different shot than what Jabbar had with the mm -hmm. skyhook, right. but it was equally as impossible to stop. Right. So you didn't need a guy. He could be on the inside and he could dominate, but he could also go to various wings and be a problem as mm -hmm. well. That's, that's part of the area where I don't entirely... It's not an either-or situation. I think Aiton can be good from 15 feet, from 18 feet. I think he can make that shot. Uh -huh. And what you're trying to do with that is pick and roll. But eventually, in the course of the 24-second shot clock, your point is, especially if you're bogging down on the offensive end, and if you watched Game 4, Game 5, Game 6 of the NBA Finals, the Suns went into, we're going to run 20 seconds off the clock, and then we're going to see what happens mode. Right. Instead of, okay... We got a big guy here. We can run a pick and roll. We can give him the ball from 15. He'll set a pick. We can give him the ball from 15 feet away. Or if that doesn't work, we'll roll him to the basket and see what ultimately happens. You can do both. Mm -hmm. And I think Aiden's got the skill level to be able to do both. And if he can knock down, who's going to block Aiden? Well, that's what I'm saying. Shooting from 15 or 18 well, feet. Right, exactly. And that just adds to he's, he's going to be on the inside and going to have the potential to physically dominate a lot of times anyway. Mm -hmm. But if he can enhance his game on the offensive end with something as simple as that, it makes him much more problematic for other teams. And, you know, and sometimes you learn, like when Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, when he played in his first finals against the, actually against the Heat, um, he didn't strike me as a big moment guy. He kind of wilted. Yeah, I agree completely. And, and But you saw about how he he, cha he changed by 2011. That's what you need out of Aiton. One thing also that you're going to need out of Aiton, though, is a stronger presence out there. And let's be honest, the first place you're going to go is Built Bar. I know that you're going to get into the gym. That's obviously important. But you know what? Built Bar is going to be what makes you sustain yourself. And DeAndre Aiton, I think, should probably consume a ton of Built Bars going ton. forward. A ton uh -huh. of them. Just, yeah. just make it happen. No excuses. Figuratively and literally. literally possibly a ton. Yes, a ton yeah. of built Bars. And you know, DeAndre, we're looking out for you as his built Bar. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk about Devin Booker. I think Booker is... Booker is a very, very, very good player, and I saw nothing in the finals at all to dissuade me from that. Um... He, I think some of the hype around him is a little out of control. Like when people are saying that, you know, what can he be the next Kobe Bryant? He's not that. He doesn't have that kind of length, athleticism, just shot getting. But this is a guy that I think can be a fringe top 8 to 12 player in the league for quite a while. I don't think he's ever going to be a top 5 player. I don't think he's that talented. But I think this is a guy that, if you know what, if he's absolutely the face of your franchise for the next 10 years, you're fine with that. Yep.
He's he's the one that if you lose mm-hmm. in free agency, you botch yeah, Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean you absolutely botch something. You're back something. to totally square, total square yeah. one. Uh, and, 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 and the Suns are right to build the franchise around him. I think they were also right in picking Aiton with the number one pick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think both of those things worked out this year. They didn't work out the way that, given the way that things laid out and then having a 2-0 lead in the finals, that... We felt like it ultimately should have, but both of those players are instrumental in Phoenix's future. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to continue to put other pieces around, and I, I think there's every reason to believe Booker's going to get better. He seems to handle himself well. He understands the importance of wanting to win. His competitive fire is there. Those are all great things. Uh, so, you know, I think there's every reason to feel good about him being on the roster. Now, you know, it's a matter of uh, other people, I think, around him growing. I don't think Booker's the problem. Right. I think no, I, I think there's also a lot of other fairly young players on the Suns who can make leaps in the offseason as well. We talk understandably and rightfully about Aiton. We talk about the uncertainty of Chris Paul. But another guy who really frustrated me in the finals was Mikhail Bridges. Mm-hmm. Where was he? Right. And I think he's a guy who has shown, certainly at the college level, that he knows how to win. Right. He knows how to do some very good things. Can, he, right. can, he can be, I think, a very... In, if he can make the leap, I think he can be a very instrumental addition, a positive addition for Phoenix uh, as they try to improve. Because the thing is, I don't need him to be an NBA All-Star, but I need him to be a Robert Ory. I need him to be a guy that can get me 14 points a game and make big shots. Yeah, it's kind of like... You got to guard Booker. He's going to get a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. You got to guard Aiden. He's going to get a bunch of points. You hope that you have somebody of Paul's caliber who's a third option that can score a bunch of points. Whether it's Paul or whether you figure out a way through free agency to find somebody else, whatever direction you ultimately go. And then if you're a defense and a guy like Bridges starts to hit shots, it's like, mm-hmm. oh geez, what do we do? Right. You're out of you're you're that really causes problems for you. And I kind of thought Bridges had a good season but regressed certainly in that last in that last series. Yeah, no, I would uh, I would 100% agree with that. And he's somebody you're going to have to build on as well. I think the thing about it though is that you do have a nice a lot of nice young reserve slash almost borderline starter types in Bridges. Cam Johnson's another one that you needed more out of that you didn't really get a ton out of. But like you said, you're you're going to need I think to to me it starts with it starts with Aiden because again, Booker Booker I thought embraced the moment. You know, Absolutely, he, he wasn't. He wasn't good enough, but he should have been good enough. If that makes any sense, yeah, I, I have no problem with. I all think of if you're looking at all th- at at Phoenix's quote air quote big three, mm-hmm. Booker is the guy who you don't even discuss right. because he was pretty much everything you hoped he mm-hmm. was. For sure, Paul is frustrating whether it's bad luck or just weirdness, and Aiton clearly will. It was just downright disappointing. He, he, he was he the the moment was overwhelming to him and he didn't handle it well and it got progressively worse and he got more frustrated and he wilted more as he was getting dominated on that end of the floor and that cannot happen because Aiton can be what a top eight center in the oh, game oh Aiton should be a top five center in the game okay if you got a top five center on your roster you should be a problem every night and this is You've, you've talked about this to some degree, the, the, the need to space the floor and the rest of it. One of the things I liked about the San Antonio Spurs, and as a Suns fan, you don't like a lot about the Spurs, yeah, right. is that the Spurs did an excellent job of zigging 
when every other team zagged. They were ahead of the curve. So, so, so they were the team that everybody copied, and then they changed when everybody copied them. Right. So they were always different. Mm-hmm. And dealing with their difference was something that made them very difficult, in addition to, obviously, we've got three great players. Right. Uh, but dealing with their difference was something that made them a, a real problem. The Suns can do that, too. And, and if you've got a guy like Aiton who can dominate the inside then let them bleep and dominate the inside. Who cares? It's even better if nobody else has him. You don't have to shoot 573 three-point shots a game. Right. You don't. They're, just because your analytics dude from NIT, MIT said, shoot a bunch of threes, you don't have to. You don't to. have to. You've, if you've got Aiton in the middle, you can, you can get good possessions on a consistent basis that either gets people into foul trouble gets eaten a bunch of buckets or gets him to the foul line. And that's a good thing to have, especially when you go cold from three-point land. Yeah, John Schuster mentioned if uh, the Suns not being the favorite next year, I don't think they are either. And you know what? I think betonline.ag concurs. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm Mike Luke. That's John Schuster.